welcome to episode 142 of Divided by Werewolves, the last episode of February. I always get stupid. I always get, like, <laughs> you would think by now I would learn, like, all the dates in March are the same as in February, because it's just, like, four weeks at the end of a leap year, but I'm always just, like, March is, like, a confusing new month for me. Every month is confusing and new. The other day yeah. I got mad. I ordered something for yesterday, ordered something from Amazon and it said, you'll get it tomorrow. And I was like, cool. And then there, I got the email and it said, you're going to get it Sunday, February 27th. And I went, you said I'd get it tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, tomorrow's the 20, like February's over. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's getting, I don't know. This year, like, like typically, like February for me is when I've kind of come to the realization that we're in a new year. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, that's right, it's the new year, you know. And then I got, I got, and it's also like, it's because that's when I get busy because I have nothing going on in January. But February is like, I got birthdays, you know. I had yeah. Dad's birthday, Jacob's birthday, my birthday, Your birthday Valentine's yeah. Day, like all this shit. I'm like, fuck, here we go, like yeah. doing all this stuff. And then, uh, and this year. I still had those things, but it, this year, like, I don't. It just feels like it got away from me a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm like, man, we still got a couple of weeks left in February. It's like, no, no, we don't. Right, so, right, exactly. <laughs> no, we're all. You're done, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut yeah. it down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and 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 I think too. I don't know. I just if, it, more for me is that. Um, you know, I, I, last winter here being my first kind of full winter, you know, it was still, um, you know, cooler. And this, mm. this, this winter has been much, much, um, warmer. So it hasn't really felt, you know, oh, yeah. like, yeah, that would, that would mess with me. Cause I hate it. I hate it when there's a mild winter here. At least we still get a week or two where it's actually cold. But if it like wasn't cold at all, I'd be my internal clock would be all fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> and and it took a while for me to kind of learn that that like yeah, it's you know it, it does it almost feels like um, I mean there's the license plates they call endless summer and it's like you know you know there's right. no seasons to change you know like. Th- I notice more than anything down here, the sun, the position of the sun seriously changes when it sets between mm. summer and winter. So aside from just the days getting longer, it's like the sun is in like a completely, you know, not mm-hmm. a completely, but a much different spot. So that's kind of like how attractive, but in terms of like temperature, it's like not really. Um, yeah. And so that takes some, some kind of getting used to, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, but uh, so it's been, you know, an exciting uh, week. Uh, we finally, 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 finally got uh, the uh, new Destiny expansion that we will be talking about um, as we get to the games portion of the show. Um, it's been a long, long season. <laughs> yeah, very long, long season. Uh, Worth it, but a long wait. Yeah, yeah. I know that uh, towards the end there, unlike other seasons where, you know, even towards the end of the season, I was still, like, ranking up and doing things. At the end of the season, I just wasn't even playing. I was like, there's no point. Mm. Who cares? Um, But but before we... I was doing other shit. (laughs) Yeah. I know you were playing other games. Like, what is that? Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but uh, but before we get to that, so we had two uh, two movies that we wanted to talk about this week. Um, first, which one? Well, I shouldn't say first one. Which one do you feel like doing first? Uh, I do Hellbender first, I guess. All right. So, first movie, uh, as Mitch just said, is called Hellbender. It um, it's it's an independent film made by a family of uh of filmmakers uh john adams zelda adams and toby poser so john adams and toby poser are married and their daughter zelda adams um and so and hellbender is also the name of the punk band that they are also in and provide uh music for um for the movie uh it uh released on shutter on friday so if you have a shutter subscription you can go ahead and watch it it's uh it's pretty fast uh 80 some odd minutes but uh Mm -hmm. kind of in a in a nutshell um zelda adams plays izzy uh, who is daughter to toby poser's mother we just know her name is mother we don't know anything else about her and um and uh they live in a in a house kind of out in the woods and it's not like a shack or anything it's it's a pretty normal house and you can kind of tell that it's like in an area where people maybe might rent houses for you know you know vacation and out in the in the woods or whatnot and uh all izzy knows is that she she has a disease uh she has like an autoimmune deficiency disease she's uh, not allowed to go into town she's not allowed to get close to people um, because she could get sick, and so her mom uh, kind of goes into town, um, and uh, Izzy starts to get curious about kind of the world around her, then sees kind of in the house next door uh, this young woman, uh, Amber, played by Lulu Adams, um, kind of uh, uh, breaks into the house to use their pool. Izzy strikes up a friendship with her, and things kind of go from there, and then she starts realizing that... Uh, uh, maybe she's not sick. You know, maybe her mom mm-hmm. is uh, keeping other things from her, uh, particularly that uh, they are uh, from a, a, a race of, of people. I don't know if it's a race, but it's kind of the way it was heavily implied. It was it was more mm-hmm. than just being witches. They were actually these people called hellbenders who could, yes. by consuming living things, extract power from the fear that those creatures had. So if you ate a worm, you know, there's a little bit of fear from the worm all the way up to, you know, if you start snacking on people, you're going to, you're going to get some serious mojo and then things kind of go from there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, for, uh, for an independent film, you know, kind of made entirely by uh, this, this family. uh, I mean, compared to some other independent horror movies, we've watched mm-hmm. in the past. I yes. think it was, it was, you know, really was kind of a step above. Um, actually I had some pretty decent special effects scenes. One scene in particular, uh, when, when Izzy and her mom are kind of having a conversation about what hellbenders really are, I, I thought was, was really well done. Um, yeah, but, um, and it was an interesting take on, you know, witchcraft, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they did some kind of cool things with, um, with some, you know, some of it was kind of more what you would expect with like, okay, I'm going to grab some of these forest elements and maybe kind of mix some blood into it and see if I can't do some divining or things like that. But then there was some other really cool stuff where, 
you know, her mom had this like symbol on a wall and she'd cut her palm, put her hand on it and then extract the key out of it. Like it was just really, you could tell, you could tell that they put some thought into, okay, Mm -hmm. what would witchcraft and these powers and things kind of look like in this, in this world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was super impressive. Um, like I said, I, I knew what we talked about before we started recording, but I had heard of the Adam. They call themselves the Adams family because they are, that's what they are. But it's just, you know, they're also like, they're interesting people. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're super interesting. I, I ended up listening to an interview with them after I watched the movie. Um, uh, cause they were on one of the, one of the podcasts I usually listen to, but I didn't listen to it cause I hadn't seen the movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but just listening to the, to them talk about themselves and their, their dynamic, you know, they like the kids don't call them mom and dad. They call them by their name, their first mm-hmm. names. And like, you know, just, they, you know, they're, they're super open and they talk about, you know, everything. And they, they, like you said, they were in a band and they were making the music videos, but like, I guess the dad used to work in TV or something and was mm-hmm. super into, uh, super into the, uh, the production side of things. And then when his daughters started expressing interest in wanting to, to be in movies and make movies, he was like, well, <clears throat> he's like, uh, you know, they, they're not traditional looking women. So he thought, why don't we just, we'll just make our own. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how they got started. And, um, this I yep. think is their second feature, mm-hmm. I think, uh, the first one I had on a list from a couple of years ago and I just never got a chance to see it. And I'm super glad that Shudder picked this one up, um, and yeah, I was really impressed with it. Like, cause I mean, they, they filmed, you know, they said basically when the pandemic started, uh, they bought a trailer mm-hmm. and just started driving around and we're, we're living out of that. And so they would pull up on a patch of, you know, an area of some woods and they're like, Hey, this would be cool. Let's get the camera and start rolling. Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of put the, the movie together that way. Um, and then, you know, when you talk about a shoestring budget, like that's exactly, that's like the definition of what this movie was and the effects, like you said, it's crazy what they were able to do. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, as far as like who handles like, you know, some of the CG looking stuff or, or even mm-hmm. if it was CG, like I don't, I'm not smart enough in that regard to tell. Cause some of the stuff, it, it looks like it could have been done with like editing and, you know, the yeah. way, you know, cutting images in and out, stuff like that. But it's it was really impressive and the, yeah the, you know they they were talking about wanting to do you know witch stuff but not typical witch stuff so like mm-hmm. they came up with this they just came up with these creatures called hellbenders and decided that's what they would do the movie on yeah uh, but you know like i said they they used to do their their music videos for the band and they they kind of just said well why don't we just do you know we'll do a movie that's basically like a bunch of music videos and right. we'll string them together, you know, and that's kind of how it plays too. But it's, uh, it's way more coherent than yes, I think just feeling that, like, right. yeah. than something like, um, something like that. And I, and I forgot to mention that, yeah, Lulu Adams, who, who played Amber is, is Zelda Adams sister. So, so it's mm-hmm. the four of them, t- uh, together. Um, but yeah. And when you consider like, we watched a bunch of movies, we, you know, we talked about a bunch of movies last year, like a ghost weights was like a perfect example, like, you know, super small budget filmed in with this one house, uh, got a lot of great mileage out of, uh, black and white, uh, in terms of mm-hmm. how the effects were portrayed, uh, still really well done. Um, you know, something like this where, you know, where it's not just contained, or constrained, sorry, to one location. I mean, they weren't kind of like all over the place, but, you know, they definitely had, you know, there's scenes outside, there's scenes in their house, scenes in the house next door, 
mm-hmm. scenes in the town. You know, it definitely didn't feel. It felt more like you know, kind of like uh, an in the earth type of pandemic production where you could tell there's you know felt like there was a little more money to it than something like a ghost waits um where it was like or the the one that we watched um where they were in that one hotel in los angeles uh you know it was Mm. like we're here in this spot we're gonna knock this shit out and that's a lot of credit to them as filmmakers to be able to say okay how do we get as much mileage as we can out of these locations when we can and then how do we put it together in a way that makes it seem like a coherent film, not a bunch of little shorts that are in different places that we just kind of put together? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like it was, it was super interesting. If you get, if if anyone's interested in in the interview, it was a uh, was a um, a podcast called Nightmare on Film Street, and mm-hmm. they did uh they did an interview with them. And I particularly I thought was cool was the uh, the tunnel that that mom's crawling through there. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, there was like um, they were at their parents' house. Uh, uh, well, I guess the grandparents for the kids, but their their parents' house, and they were like, they were getting some plumbing done. So the the construction company or the plumbers or whatever had dug oh. like a pretty pretty deep <laughs> trench. Yeah, and so they got chicken wire and some spray insulation and stuck the spray insulation into the chicken wire and, and painted it red. And then it, it literally looks like she's crawling through like a tunnel of guts and like, yeah. like viscera and stuff. And that's, I was like, man, that's so fucking cool. Cause it looks so good in the movie. Like it looks, yeah, it actually looks like she's crawling through guts and stuff. I'm right. Like, man, right. That spray foam. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, you know, that, that kind of DIY aesthetic where you, you know, you realize how much of this stuff can be um, accomplished. I mean, it's not, is it going to look, you know, as good? Well, no, of course not. But it's going to look pretty, you know, pretty convincing um, for for what you're trying to do. Right. If you have the talent, it's amazing what people can do with that, you know, like, because I watch a lot of indie movies, like that's one of, I love indies. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, to see something like that, and then and then to hear what it is, because I I would have had no idea. I'm like, oh man, that probably took them a while to build that set. Right. And it's like no, no, like the plumbers dug a hole in my parents' backyard. Right, right. <laughs> that's so fucking cool to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So definitely check it out on Shutter. Um, you know, as we've, you know, and and again, we you know we've talked about this before. It's like you know, it's stuff like this where, you know, we we t- on our last show we talked about how, you know, Nightmare Alley, you know, best picture nominee is buried in however many screens in Hulu, right? But you know, you go to Shutter and this movie is like kind of front and center. So, yep. Um, yep. you know, and one of the things we've talked about before in regards to the service is is you know, it you can tell that there's a difference between you know, services that are just showing films as some sort of way to get subscribers, some sort of contractual obligation, that type of thing, as opposed to this service that really feels like something designed by people who want to make sure that horror is staying relevant and all the voices within it, whether it be some big budget um, thing or um, something like this, that, you know, they all have a kind of a seat at the table. They all have the opportunity to get in front of the same number of eyeballs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think that's great. Um, uh, even if it's something where, you know, you watch it and you're like, yeah, that really wasn't for me. The fact that it's given the same treatment and the same kind of yeah. billing, I guess, for lack of a better word, 
um, I, th I think is great. Um, yep. Okay, so our next film, also streaming, did not come out this past Friday, came out the Friday before um, on Netflix, and that is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is the name of the original, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, written by Chris Thomas Devlin, Fede Alvarez, and uh, Roto Sayugas. I'm probably pronouncing that horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> and then directed by David Blue Garcia, who uh, I'm not familiar with his work um i guess the only other thing he's produced or directed was a film called uh tejano um but uh which i have not seen i'm not sure if you're familiar no. with any of his work no, no. i um, thought this was his first his first or i don't even know he directed anything before yeah. this so <laughs> yeah um apparently he's he's won en emmys for cinematography um i can see that <laughs> to be honest yeah yeah, so uh, so this one is supposed to be a direct sequel to uh, the original. Um, essentially, um, Sarah Yarkin plays Melody. She is teamed up with uh, Dante, plays by Jacob Lattimore. They are chefs who have a food truck who get this idea to... And this is where, to be perfectly honest, the movie kind of lost me early on because I felt like the business plan didn't make any sense. Essentially, mm -hmm. they went to uh, the the town in Texas, which I, what, I can't remember the name of it. Hargrave? Wow. I think no, I something like that. Uh, so they go to this town in Texas, which is kind of near where the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, took place. Um, and essentially bought the town. Uh, and we're kind of planning on auctioning off different buildings in the town, um, despite the fact that it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Texas is a pretty big state. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can have towns in Texas that are miles and miles and hours and hours away from nothing. And that's kind of what this thing is. Uh, but they're going to auction everything off in the town to different investors who apparently are going to make some kind of millennial utopia uh, in the middle <laughs> um, of Texas. Yeah. And when they kind of roll into town, there is a uh, kind of disagreement with, with uh, this one woman um, whose name I, I can't remember uh, who kind of owns the, this building and uh, they kick her out because, you know, they they had bought all of the buildings. And she's like, no, I got all that stuff with the deed sorted. And uh, she kind of starts having a heart attack. And her and her ward, who come to find out is Leatherface, uh, <laughs> go in the, the police van slash ambulance. The woman dies, and Leatherface decides to start killing again. And then yeah. it kind of goes from there. Um, so I, I re-watched the original uh, just a, a day or two um, after this one because mm -hmm. I was curious as to whether the same sort of kind of mental gymnastics to... Uh, I guess reconcile the plot. 
uh, was necessary in the original. And uh, what I came away with is no, it, it's yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are some really great kills in this movie. Um, the first one in particular um, oh, yeah. is is great. Um, there's there's a lot of um, real. I mean, if you want like gore, I mean, and and pretty good, you know, kills. This movie has mm-hmm. them in spades. It does yeah. not, in my opinion, have I guess a coherent. Um, it's not the. I guess it's like the setup to me just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I know that like in horror movies, you're supposed to. Um, kind of expect like th- there's a certain amount of stuff you're supposed to let go, and I totally get that. But yeah. you know the the so Alice Krieg plays um, Mrs. MC, who's who's like the woman that they're kind of arguing with about the deed, and and she, uh, you know, was basically saying how yeah she had this orphanage and she took care of all these kids in the town, and then kind of Leatherface was her last like ward, but yet he was an adult in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So right. I, I don't really know why he was with her in the first place. And I, I also don't, if this is supposed to be a direct sequel to the first one, and in the first one, aside from his brother getting run over by the 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 the, the, uh, the 18-wheeler at the end, mm-hmm. there's really no reason why he couldn't have just kept on keeping on with his family. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, killing people, making barbecue, whatever. So I don't really yeah. know how he went from, hey, somebody showed up in my house. I'm going to fucking brain them with a hammer, which is still an amazing moment. Even have as many yes. times as I've seen it, it's yeah. still fucking rules. Um, you know, and with the pig noises and all that stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how he <laughs> went from that in the first movie to you know, 50 years later, or however many years later, we would have been in his 70s, hanging out at this orphanage, treating right. this woman like it's his mom. Right. Yeah, um, I, yeah that, that's kind of the... And the thing is, like, when you really sit down and start to examine this movie and, and look at it, um, and God forbid, you know, you have an opinion that differs from somebody on the internet... Uh, that's there. That's the uh, the defense that I saw more than any other was, who cares about a plot? And I'm like, well, I could see that um, if but, you're if you just want to watch Leatherface go nuts with a chainsaw, but um, it when it makes almost no sense whatsoever, that's a problem. And, and it's then, funny, yeah. It, it, when you say that, like, it's funny because like I watched Scream, you know also kind of after so i watched texas chainsaw massacre on friday and then i watched scream on monday and you know one of the things that would scream whether you know the woman's you know they kind of talk about like elevated horror and she's like well it's not really elevated and i'm like you know and it's like they kind of like shit on it on the idea of kind of elevated horror in in scream but at the same time it's like you don't have to say these things don't matter we've we've so gotten past that point with horror movies mm-hmm. where and even the original one was not that way the original one right. made perfect sense in in large part because they don't explain it 
It's just right. these kids exactly. end up in the wrong place. They stumble across this house where these folks, by all accounts, are making barbecue out of people. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't require a lot of explanation and justification. It's well, just a horrifying thing. Right. And and see, that's that's for me, like – by the way, I, I liked it. I thought it was okay for what it is. I went from – so this movie, like, I went from over the weekend, I went from kind of hating it to kind of liking it mm-hmm. to eventually landing somewhere in the middle because I just kept thinking about it. And it, it's fascinating to me how I don't think it was intended to be a direct sequel at all. I think that we have this good old wave of nostalgia porn and all these legacy bullshit characters. Yeah. I think we have that to thank for that yeah. I, for that being I what think, they went yeah. with. Yeah. Because th- this makes zero, like you said, this makes zero sense if you're if you're telling me that when they sat down and wrote this, and Fetty Alvarez knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, like thousand percent. know that, right? Yeah. So there's no way he sat down and was like, "We're gonna make a sequel to one of the most amazing horror films ever f- made." And right. This is the idea. There's no you can't tell me that's what happened. Right. There's no way, because it does not make sense as a sequel to the original. It yeah. makes sense as a Texas Chainsaw film because holy shit, when you look at all of these franchise movies, these ones that are in the numeral sequels, double digit movies, you know, the one thing about Texas Chainsaw that you can really look at and I think isn't necessarily the case for all the others is man, it takes some wild fucking swings and they almost all are treated as if none of the others really happened. Like, yeah. You know, there's lots of them that seem like they're their own thing. And that's mm-hmm. great. Like, I love how different so many of them are. I love part two is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, almost like an anthology type of thing. Exactly. Like what Halloween was like, supposed to be. Right, exactly. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a theme, some similar themes, but they all are telling their own story. And I think that's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And, and, as, and as one of those, I think this absolutely works as the Texas Chainsaw movie. It's far from the worst <laughs> out of the bunch. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just I don't think it works as a direct sequel. And I certainly don't think the um, this um, Sally Hardesty thing. Yeah. Number one, completely unnecessary. Number two, oh, just horribly fucking handled. Made yeah. no sense. And I just feel like that was such a thrown in, tacked on bullshit thing. And again, I think it's because like somebody at Netflix was like, hey, uh, the kids are loving the Halloween and bringing the old people. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Bring one of the old people back from the original. Make this a sequel. Right. And they're like, shit, we're too far in to, to say no, and they're paying the bills, so I guess we got to do it. But right. I just... No, I, know, agree. I agree with you 100%, because also we don't have the same cultural... I think we don't have the same cultural relationship um, with Jamie Lee Curtis as a scream queen. Mm-hmm. As we do with the actress who played Sally in yeah. um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis has an amazing body of work, uh, both in and out of 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 Halloween movies. But like, she is like known for Halloween movies because she's been in in so many of them. Even if she said like, okay, HGO is gonna be HGO is gonna be my last one, and then you know, kind of kind of came back, but. Um, I think the difference is, you know, like in in 
Halloween, the 2018, like, you could tell that, like, and Lori said it, like, she knew this guy's coming back at some point. He's coming back. But she also right. knew where he was, right? right. Like, right. She, like, everybody yeah. knew that Michael Myers was in prison. And so th- there's there's this understanding that he could at some point kind of get out. So she was kind of prepared for that. And but also the difference is she was his she was his tar- like it, it, intentionally the target of mm-hmm. of Michael Myers. It wasn't just some happenstance type of thing. Like he he almost you know over the course of that movie is kind of like fixated on her because of you know kind of what had happened with um, his sister. Whereas in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I mean Sally, she's they just. She just happened to be in the group, and then they decided exactly. to, to try to have a bunch of fun with her, and then yep. she kind of got away. Um, and so, yeah. the, you know, to kind of pattern this, like, you know, all this time, she's been living, what, fucking 10 minutes away? Right. From right. the That's guy? Like, right. It makes, it's like, it, this is what happens, like we talked about on the, we were talking about the, the folk horror doc. People so want to make Leatherface like a Jason, like yeah. a Michael Myers. And it's not. That is not at all what that character is. And and this is like this is just a horrible example of that. Somebody's wanting him to be like Michael Myers or Jason or one of the other slashers and that's not at all what that character does. Right. And so you this is the shit that happens when you try to force him into that that box or that, you know, that that type of character. It just doesn't work. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and, and I thought it was funny too. Like when I rewatched the original, is like you know at the at the end there when the when the the eighteen wheeler you know kind of runs over his brother and and the guys in there and he's like got the chainsaw and he's just like basically kind of scratching in the door. Yeah. <laughs> of, of the and I'm like if that was now that chainsaw would be like fucking Wolverine's claws. It would just go like yes. right through the truck because I mean there's a difference between. It was a 1974 or whatever it was that the original was done. Where it's like, that's yeah. what chainsaws did. You couldn't fucking chainsaw through a semi <laughs> cab door. It would just be like, you know, make some dent, you know, little scratches. Whereas now, yeah. you know, it's like fucking Excalibur, right? Like, <laughs> just like cut through anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and and then the thing the uh, the last thing that kind of bugged me and I could I felt like they did it just to set up the final shot, which is fine. Like I I respect that to to a certain degree, and, and I mean, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that kind of you we could get into, like the little sister had been the survivor of a school shooting, and like all this mm-hmm. stuff that they tried to bring in to kind of modernize it, and 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 and, and it's funny because Robin and I were having this conversation on Twitter on Friday, and he was like, it just seemed like there's just like a lot of kind of like right wing talking points they kind of put in in terms of like you know the gentrification and the gun control and and Teslas and all that shit. And I was like, well, I looked at it more like, you know, who would to, to Texas of 2022, what would outsiders look like in the same way right. that Texas of 1974, rural Texas, what would outsiders look like in the seventies? It would have been these kind of like pseudo hippies kind of traveling across 
you know, the country in their van, whatever. Mm. And here it would be like, you know, kind of millennials who are, you know, against guns, even understandably so, because one of them had been in a school shooting, but, you know, looking to kind of like gentrify a town, you know, that type of thing. Um, You know, and he kind of made the point, well, they are from Texas or from Austin, but I mean, like Austin and rural Texas are, I mean, there's like night and day. Right. Um, but you know they they had the final scene. Uh, it's, it's like they drive their Tesla. It's not a Tesla because they block out the logo, but it's a mm. Tesla. Uh, you know, to this town, and I'm like, okay, if it's supposed to be, because at one point the sister says it's like seven hours from everywhere, um, and it could be that they, um, she was just exaggerating. But I'm like, that car does not have the range. <laughs> there and back and i understand you're trying to show you know like people of a certain age that they would drive electric cars and yeah they would but they also would not drive an electric car somewhere that they could not charge it up to get home (laughs) but yet they the last you know kind of at the end using the kind of auto drive and the way they did it i was like I felt like they were like, well, we need a car that has auto drive and we also want to show them these people to be a certain type of people. So let's make it an electric car. And it's stupid that that's the type of thing that bugs me. But when they at the gas station and they were in the Tesla, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't find, you're not going to find a rapid charger anywhere around here. What are are you going to plug that thing in and wait for like a fucking week? I have an electric car. I know how this shit goes. Like, Yeah. But, uh, I tell you, though, I thought they handled it pretty well as far as like I know a lot of people saw the trailer and immediately decided this was, I guess, what it quote unquote woke horror and shit like that. And I, I don't thought, think that was added. I don't think I don't either. I thought it was handled pretty damn well. I mean, overall, I, I didn't have a problem. The, the other thing I always kind of worry about with these things is like when when they have um, and I like you said, like everybody there was local to an extent. But when that, you know, when when somebody like the South is has an interaction with, you know, people who are modern or whatever, you, however you want to say it, you know, like, and they're always played as like slack jawed morons and, you know, all that stuff like that irks me. Um, yeah. But I thought this was handled pretty well, honestly, in this movie. And I, that was one thing I did worry about. Yeah. Especially like, you know, when they were kind of like, you know, when, when she was, I did think it was funny, you know, when the guys like, you know, when she's like, why, why would you need a gun? And he's like, well, there's feral hogs. And I'm like, I have feral hogs in my knee. And I mean, I'm pretty sure like those things will fuck you up in a minute right. and they right. roam in packs. So unless you're going to shoot all of them, I, you know, I just thought, that. <laughs> but I also thought, you know, like the way they handled that guy, like, you know, they were like, oh, he's got the, the big pickup truck and he has a gun. And it's like, they actually tried, like you said, they didn't just kind of like make him this slack jawed yokel. Like he was the guy, you know, he was the, the last kind of handyman slash mechanic in the town. They actually tried to make him seem like a, a, a semi decent person mm-hmm. that they just kind of had, negative thoughts toward because of what they saw uh, now that being said the one thing i i thought was kind of an interesting choice and I, i'm not sure i was totally on board with it was that at the end of the day a lot of what happened was actually their fault mm-hmm. um whereas and that kind of changes the the tone of the film you know a lot of these movies like you know what's it no no left turn or is, was that it? Something left turn? 
or like Last House. That is Last House on the Left. But wasn't there like a remake recently, like No Left Turn uh, or something like that? I can't um, remember. Yeah, but anyway, the original Texas Chainsaw, like Last House on the Left, like the Left Turn movie may or may not be the name of it. You know, these movies all have a commonality of like these people just kind of like wrong place, wrong time. Like they might have been like, oh, you know haha look at these hillbillies whatever but for the most part mm. they just were kind of people out of their element so then when bad right. shit happens to them well at the same time you can be like well that's hubris for you you know you kind of fucked around with something you didn't quite understand and here's what happened they they really did kind of paint these they, these pits like okay they actually were wrong in kicking this woman out of their house mm. and i don't know if that was meant to be like well then they kind of deserved it like i i, I wasn't really sure like what you know, because in the original, these kids, they just really did happen to go to the wrong house. And it wasn't, it was just a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. They just were like, you know, we went down here, we went in this house, we we heard something. We we're like, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, they weren't like being malicious or anything like that. Um, right. So I thought that was interesting. That they felt a need almost to like assign blame or, you know what I mean? Is to like, yeah, that they... I don't know. I thought it was weird. Because um, yeah. to me, you know, some of the best, most impactful horror is people who, I mean, it's like, it's just, it, there is, it's not something, I mean, there is no reason for it. There is no, right. you know, yeah, there's no, no blame, like neither side really, like, like, you know, the, the kids make a mistake and the, the situation they find themselves in are just like in this case, you know, people that they eat people. This is just what we do. It's not like right. we're not blaming them for anything. They're not being punished for anything. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, and I mean, obviously, I mean, even in like the, you know, they, and it's funny having just watched, watched Scream, we're like, oh, you know, the horror movie rules, and you don't have sex, you know, it's play, you know, it's like they're kind of punishing people f- for that. And it's like, I, I never felt at all like in like Friday the 13th or even in, in Halloween that they were literally like punishing, you know, these kids for, for doing these things. It just kind of happened to be the way, you know, they made these movies in the eighties. It was like, ah, well, you're going to fuck Kevin Bacon. Well, you're going to get stabbed with a spear. That's just the way it goes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like we we don't make the rules, even though we totally make the rules. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they if they decide to make another. I do want to now go back and watch two because it's been a long time. Uh, I have it. I just haven't watched it in forever. Um, <clears throat> so I need to I need to go back and, and watch it. Um, OK, so since uh, our last show, we had a couple of big actually technically three big releases, although I don't have any intention of playing Elden Ring and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you don't either. God, no. no. Um, so we had Horizon Forbidden West, which is a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that dropped on Friday, uh, and then four days later on Tuesday, uh, we got Witch Queen um, for Destiny. I will very briefly talk about Horizon. Um, I know you're not playing it, and I also want to make sure we just have enough time to really kind of get into Witch Queen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a fucking gorgeous game. Um, I'm playing it on the PS5, um, and and this is the last. So, it was originally supposed to be kind of a, like a launch game, or at least in the launch window for the PS4. So they said, yeah, that was like kind of like yeah, that was under the launch games. Get the free upgrade. 
then when they pushed it to February, they were like, nah, you got to pay 10 bucks to get the upgrade. And then people were like, what the fuck? You said it was originally supposed to be a launch game. And then they were like, yeah, you're right. So this is the last game from Sony Studios. I don't know if like other studios have the ability to decide that on their own. Um, but this is the last kind of Sony exclusive where you, know, you can save yourself some money, go to a Walmart, and mm. get the PS4 version for 50 bucks, and download the PS5 version, assuming your you know, caps allow for it. Um, mm. I ended up just getting the PS5 version. I It was the weirdest thing. Like I was at Costco like a couple weeks ago, and I saw Halo Infinite for $19.97. Holy shit. And I was like, and I sat there for a good five minutes staring at the, the sign and looking, because at Costco they do it where you, you, you buy the, you, you take the cardboard thing, card, up yeah, to the yeah. register. And then, and I was looking at the card and I'm looking at the sign and I'm like, why the, f-? like, okay, I'm thinking, well, multiplayer is free to play. Maybe this is just a digital code. But for the life of me, I could not figure out why it was $19.97. So I had a bunch of games I had to get rid of, and I saw the GameStop had this deal where like you could get an extra 20% towards a new release, including Horizon. And I had a doctor's appointment, and just as a lark, I went back to Costco. Sure enough, they fucking had it. So GameStop was willing to give me $36 for Halo Infinite, and mm. I paid $20 for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I traded in a bunch of the games that I had that I was like, it's just not worth getting it on eBay. And I paid $20 for a copy of Halo and managed it. So I essentially paid like 20 bucks, maybe. I think I had to pay a couple, Shit. maybe two, three bucks out of hand. $23. Yeah, it was $23 total to get Horizon Forbidden West on the PS5. <laughs> Shit, I was like staring at it like, why is this $20? <laughs> yeah, like, what am I not wild. getting? <clears throat> yeah, uh, but yeah, but the games—it's absolutely gorgeous, and I mean, it's 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 very much in the same. I mean, it's so far I am not seeing as much of a uh, evolution in gameplay um, that I think I probably would like to see uh, in the series. I mean, you're still Aloy, you're still shooting bows and slingshots and i mean there's some new weapons but it's it's essentially you know hey i'm going to target this 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 monster does it have some sort of elemental bit that i can shoot with the same element to overload you know i'm going to hide in the grass i'm going to use my spear that type of thing um you know that being said it still kind of handles it handles beautifully it looks amazing um the map has tons and tons of shit to do um, you know, and, and kind of as the story is unfolding, um, you know, it's definitely something that that's kind of keeping uh, my interest. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing that's really kind of weird about it is they made this choice from a voice acting kind of direction to so Ashley Birch is is back as Aloy. I um, I think Ashley Birch is is super talented. I was not a fan of the direction or whatever that in the first one where Aloy talks in these very kind of like hushed clipped Mm -hmm. sentences and I get it if she was like an outcast she probably really wouldn't be using uh, a lot of very you know kind of elaborate 
or sorry, like large words and and, and elaborate sentences because she was kind of used to living on her own all this time. She doesn't really have anybody to talk to. But right. I, I just wasn't a fan of it. And here it's like she almost seems like irritated um, that people are asking her to do things, which I think is weird. But at the same time, if I was someone in a video game, yeah, I would be <laughs> super fucking irritated. I'd be like, I don't want to go what? No, I'm not going to fucking give you 10 rat hides. Why don't you just sell me the goddamn shield? Why the <laughs> fuck do, why? Why do I have to fucking, yeah. like, are you serious right now? Like, it's 7 o'clock. I need to be in my pajamas. What are we even talking about? Like, <laughs> so I would probably also be irritated, but um, it's just kind of an interesting way they chose to go that uh, everybody's like, oh, Aloy's the savior. And she's like, yeah, got it. You know, like, <laughs> But I mean, I guess again, if you're someone maybe who lived most of your life alone and and ostracized, you probably would have a harder time, maybe, kind of like interfacing with people and kind of integrating with them and whatnot. Um, so, um, you know, but uh, I, I don't. I mean, I'm gonna finish it, but there's like a shit ton of games. I mean, the Destiny's. The, as we'll get into, Witch Queen is way more stuff in it than honestly I kind of expected. Um, yeah. And uh, and then there's kind of stuff coming out at the end of March. But you know, part of the reason why I bought this game rather than rented it was I was like, you know, just like Ghost of Tsushima, like I bought it, I loved it, I fucking played the shit out of that game. I played through it twice, and then when the um, uh, the expansion came, I played it. And I'll do the same thing here. It's like, I know mm-hmm. there's going to be DLC, just like there was Frozen Wilds for the first one. So uh, this way, I buy it, I have the disc, it can just kind of sit off to the side once I'm done with it, then when DLC comes out, happy to play it. Same reason why I still have Valhalla, which also has a huge expansion coming out in March. Um, but oh. like some of these other games that are coming out in March, like you know, Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, the Tiny Tina's thing, I mean, that's a, those are one and dones for me. Those are much better for me to just kind of like rent play send back where something like this where i want to take a bunch of time play it jump back whatever but um so i mean you know this at the at the at the the risk of sounding like the world's worst reviewer if you liked horizon zero dawn you'll like horizon forbidden west if you didn't i don't think there's enough different here to really kind of change your mind um Mm -hmm. in the same way if you are like, I am looking for a huge change and how things are done. And, you know, it's not like, you know, kind of a Valhalla, you know, Assassin's Creed where it's like, we're in Egypt, you know, we're in, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a big shift from Odyssey to Valhalla, not necessarily in a good way, because like you could still be stealthy in Odyssey. Whereas in Valhalla, it's like if a fucking butterfly farts, everybody looks at you. Right, and it's like stealth is just completely out the window. But you're also like a Viking, so why are you being stealthy? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't really mind when they're like, here she is. And I'm like, fuck yeah, here I am. It's like, (laughs) but, but, you know, so far what I'm seeing is it's, you know, I mean, it it really, I mean, it's it's like you, you forget when you, because so many games are still kind of coming out for the last generation, and we're just kind of like, you know the backwards compatibility kind of allows us to play it on the on the the new systems it's like when you mm-hmm. play something that is like somewhat kind of designed for the new system you forget just how fucking good these things can look yeah um yeah but um but the big thing and i was like really 
pissed that it came out within four days of Witch Queen because, you know, the big thing for both of us has been Witch Queen. We've been waiting for six months uh, mm-hmm. for <laughs> this expansion, which means, you know, Season of the Lost was the longest season you know, that they've ever done. It had 19 different uh, holiday events in it. <laughs> you know, I mean, we had yeah. Iron Banner 27 times, whatever. It's like yeah. by the end of it, I know you and Sean were, you know, I'm going to rack up all these bounties to be able to yeah. then just like pop off and rank up in the season. I couldn't even bring myself to do it. I was like, I'm at, you know, when I read that they're like, oh, we're automatically going to put you at 1350. And I was like, oh, you you mean the fucking level I'm already at and have been at for like three months now? Yeah, yeah cool, whatever, man. Um, so, and and I mean, it, it, you know, as I said, you know, just a few minutes ago, this this has way more stuff to do in it than than I would have thought. Yes, um, it it's is, overwhelming. Yeah, it's way more expansive than I feel like than Beyond Light. I mean, when you kind oh, of look, yes. when you kind of compare, and you're like, okay, well, you know, Beyond Light had a new planet, and you're like, all right, well, we have, you know, the Throne World, okay, you know, okay, well, Beyond Light also had, you know, a new vendor in Varix. It's like, oh, well, we have Finch, and mm-hmm. and it's like Beyond Light had, um, you know, the um, whatever the Vex, uh, not incursions or what were they? What are they called? The uh, Oh, shit, you know, the, this kind of the similar to the seasonal activity here. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and then it had its story, but I feel like at the point I am now in, and I've only played maybe four or five campaign missions, and these are mm-hmm. longer missions, Like, and that's what I feel like. I feel like mm-hmm. Beyond Light, it was like, you get in an hour, probably knock out a couple campaign missions, whereas here, it's like in an hour, you could probably get through one. Um, yeah. Because they're they're longer. There's like mechanics, mechanical aspects to it. So you kind of have to learn along the way, you know, the loosen hive with these like fucking hive guardians that keep showing up and trying to wreck They're your fucking shit. Rough yeah. So I feel like at Jesus. this point in beyond light, I would have finished it already. Whereas in, in Witch queen, I'm only, I feel like about halfway through. And then you mm-hmm. add kind of the seasonal stuff, which integrates so much better into the Witch Queen story than any of the previous seasons integrated into the new. Oh yeah, big time. You know the the the, the new expansion. Um, you know, I think I will say like especially especially the first the first couple, but the thing you know the uh, like they've been doing with seasons like you you get to a certain point and then it's like all right we'll see you next week you know for the next part and I'm like well everybody's going to be done with the campaign by next week so it's obviously going to you know, split at that point, but at least starting off, it was cool to see the, the season and the campaign intertwine. Yeah. And it, and it makes sense. Like thematically it, it makes sense. So, you know, this is the first, uh, like, I remember when shadow keep dropped, you know, Eris Morn was like, Oh shit. You know, like the, the pyramids are here. There's hive here. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a. You know, I have all these guard. I know I went with this this group of guardians in, and they all died. And you're like, oh shit, that's fucked up. Like, let's find out about all that. And then meanwhile, the core is like, hey, I need you to go to the forest planet and fight some vex. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm going to give yeah. you a gun that has fucking twigs and leaves, leaves on it, yeah. glued on yeah. it. And you're like, wait, why? Why? She's like, oh, yeah. don't worry about it. It's fine. You're going to be on the moon and the Vex are going to show up even though there's no Vex on the moon. It's just whatever. Just don't worry about it. It's, it's Hive and Fallen are on the moon, but then Vex are going to show up on the moon. You shoot them and then we're going to go to the, the forest and you're going to shoot some some crystals and then you're going to fight a big ass vex and some people aren't going to fight that vex because they're going to be farming things don't worry it's all going to work out and you're like okay um but here it make like it's so it's 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 tied directly to you know the seasonal activity where you're teaming up with keitel and 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 the um you know the cabal and and your kid essentially fucking kidnapping hive to do some fucking black ops mind control shit on them to find out what they know about savathun's plans you can see uh you know that there's there's kind of a parallel track between what you're doing in in the campaign and then kind of continuing with that in uh the the seasonal story and, and that's kind of what they need to do because they they have a plan as to what next year's expansion is and then what the year's expansion is after that and and what made the past four seasons um, so uh, kind of fulfilling is to see those story bits uh, kind of bring us along, mm-hmm. you know, into where we are now. Um and even beyond light, it was like, hey, there's pyramids and the fallen are kind of getting the darkness and you can get it too. And then you're like, okay, cool. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Like, we're just going to, like, yeah. abandon it completely. And we still don't fully know, like, like I still don't feel like that expansion and that those things have been successfully integrated into it's like it's just it gives you another power but there's been no you know for people who've been like using darkness to freeze people and kill people there's been no repercussion no effect on our daily life as guardians one way or the other um Mm -hmm. whereas this feels way more consequential you've got the hive with ghosts you know so they can get brought back to life you know you can kill a hive and the moth flies to another hive and overshields it and it's like you feel like the the way the light and everything is being integrated into this campaign is kind of what you would see and what you would be afraid of if one of you know these enemies that you've been fighting for however many years now had access to the light in the same way that you did and it's way right. more consequential is- than us getting access to the darkness in the same way that our enemies did yeah like it's it's what should have been that's what the red war should have been we should have had yeah. five cabal you know what i mean like but instead we just fight um oh what's his name at the end and he could do he could do supers but nothing like this is like next level like ex- gall like gall would throw you know nova bombs and shit and lightning but like witch queen like it's totally different. Like even yeah. their, their powers are different. Like, right. Like they, you know, they do arc and solar and void, and they do throw something that looks like a nova bomb and, and light. But like the solar, that motherfucker, I hate that dude. Yeah. He he pulls those knives. It'll make. First of all, I want to do that. You know, I'm a right. dude. I should be able to do that shit. <laughs> and then he's fucking lethal. And then they also can do like multiple attacks once they do pop a super. Right. Like it's not it's not one and done like us. No, no, not at all. Yeah, not yeah, at it, all. It's, 
it's crazy how just how big this expansion is. Like I knew, you know, they've been working on it for a while, obviously, and had to delay it, you know, because you know, for it probably was going to benefit from extra time anyway. But then, you know, working from home and stuff like that. But I mean, I had no expectation whatsoever that it was going to be as big of an expansion as it is. I mean, it's it's one of the best campaigns I've ever done. Um, like you said, it's it's a longer campaign, which I did not expect. I thought it was going to be relatively short because i mean most of the campaigns have been um but man like i said I, i've done it i've done it on two characters now um and it's even skipping cutscenes and just running through as much as i could with my second character it was still probably five or six hours yeah and and, like, that, and that's the thing too is like i don't i i don't really feel the need to 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 kind of skip through like i i want to just you know, kind of. Yeah, I'm still taking it. my time on the the hunter and stuff. Like I, you know, but just to to get through with my second character, I, I skipped stuff, just campaign stuff. But right, there's a fuck ton of shit I still have to do with my main character. Like it's, I'm not even. I feel like I've just barely scratched the surface having beaten the campaign. I'm like, because as soon as you finish the campaign, it's like, all right. And that's one thing I did want to talk about. Um, as far as like the way campaigns typically work, yes, these 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 story missions have been longer this time, but also they didn't force you into doing all the shit that you're going to do after. Like they didn't call strikes missions. Like there weren't like there are new strikes, but they didn't make you do those as missions. Mm -hmm. They always do that before. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't make you do the seasonal activity as if it was a campaign mission. Right. Like it, it's a legit campaign, which right. also surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I just kind of like, found out like what Savathun's um you know end game is in terms of with with, mm -hmm. the, with the traveler and stuff and, yeah. and I was like you know I I I I I still don't you know like compared to other um campaigns you know this is I feel like this is the first um really kind of substantial uh narrative chain you know event we've had in a while mm -hmm. because you know shadow keep it was like you know yeah there's the hive and 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 on the moon and but i still didn't feel like we had anything that like when we were done with it we felt like destiny the world of destiny really had the opportunity to kind of change significantly and then mm -hmm. even in, in beyond light it was like yeah okay you have these fallen and they've got darkness powers but it's like uh, it's still it just felt very much like okay but that's europa who cares like this is a huge like what what it's kind of they're trying to do is like this huge deal in terms of like what what savathun is after mm -hmm. and it really feels more in line with you know, kind of like Taken King, where it's this like super, um, like m much more far-reaching, um, yes. uh, you know, kind of plan, and 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 what that would mean for kind of the world of Destiny should they succeed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I still don't understand why the Scorn are in the Throne World. I have no idea. I don't. I don't either. Quite and unless it's to set up the raid, like I said, and that, that's what you know. When Sean and I were playing Friday night, he was like, "Scorn, I've never been the enemy for a raid." So, yeah. But um, I do love though that the, the new um, one of the new public events is basically um, escorting the payload yes. <laughs> from from <laughs> Overwatch. It's like, all right, yeah. we need six uh, 
um, oh, what the fuck's his name? The uh, the big German guy uh, <laughs> um, in Overwatch. Oh shit, I can't remember anybody's name oh, these days. Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Yeah, it's like six Reinhardts, and we all just fucking turtle yeah, right. up on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> payload. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean between the weapon crafting stuff and um, you know the seasonal stuff, the campaign stuff, and then you know having a new a new world plus the exotic quest. I mean, there is a fuck ton of shit to do, mm-hmm. and and honestly, as 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 much as I, I mean, I didn't hate that the last season was six months long. I totally understood it. Um, you know, I'm glad that they had the time to do it the way that they want to, because then they also, on top of it, completely redid Void. And oh, it's so good. And having all that shit unlocked, it's like I still have yes. aspects and fragments of, of of stasis that I've never done because Me too. I just couldn't be bothered to go through all the the bullshit. Having it just all right there, and and then you can mix and match. I mean, it. it I ran Void primarily anyway so this yeah. is like yeah. perfect for me i cannot wait to see like i can't wait for them to rework solar in in, in the same way so that <laughs> i can feel like i have a reason to run solar other than it's the burn on yeah the, the strikes that week i mean yeah like for warlocks the the really the the well is the big thing for solar like yeah. the, the dawn blade is basically useless, which most of the hunter, most of the hunter um, supers are fairly useless too for DPS. I mean, you could tether and, mm-hmm. you know, but they've they've like Golden Gun was okay, but they everything else has been fucked with and nerfed, you know, and like it's almost like most like most things are useless. It's all situational anyway, but like yeah. most of the time, like for a hunter, unless you're in an activity or doing something that where you'd even need a tether, which isn't a lot if you're not doing in-game stuff. It's like, well, why? I don't even pop a super most of the, Like, if I'm doing a strike, it's rare for me to even pop a super because yeah. it's like, I don't need it. I can do way more damage with Gallarhorn or, you know, a, a weapon than I could with a fucking super, and that sucks. Right. So I'm really excited for for a solar rework, and I just hope they don't they give hunters something to do some fucking damage. I mean, here's the thing. In D1, I mostly ran solar because for a warlock that super where you could revive yourself and your fire team (laughs) holy shit i mean that was literally a game changer it would absolutely turn the tide of things if 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 you saw that like you're you know i mean if if your team was downed and you were and the whole team wiped and then you could fucking res yourself and then yep. res some i mean it was, a, it was absolutely game changer and that was totally worth not having uh, a damage dealing super to be able right. to have that that lifeline and i used it all the fucking time yep. um <laughs> you know and i don't do wells very much although there is um one of the I, I get the aspects and the fragments confused. I think it's an aspect. There's an aspect in Void called like Child of the Old Gods or something mm-hmm. uh, for warlocks, where if you if you make a rift, the f- and then you you um, 
do damage to an enemy, you'll get this little like arc soul oh, yeah, black I hole that, fuck out of that. <laughs> that goes flying off and does damage to them. Um, yeah, that's super useful. Um, but you know, prior to this, for me and 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 Wells, it was like yeah, I'd kind of do some healing or whatnot. But it's like that's the type of stuff it needs. And so for solar, I mean, and there is a solar where it's like you know when you do the rift and it like empowers everyone and they get like yeah, yeah, extra yeah. damage and all that shit. But you know, to me that that's something where you really do have to be. It, that's in game stuff, man. Because like in a strike, that's never going to be useful. No, you never die in a strike. You know what I mean? Like right. So what's even the point, you know? Right. And if you're playing with randos, you can't tell them, hey, man, I'm, gonna, right. I'm about to pop this super, so come come get up in my rift. You know, right. like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's very kind of difficult for me to um, not basically want to just like mainline everything um and uh you know try try to 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 recognize like especially for the seasonal stuff because there's you know like the the first week they you know they they don't have strikes unlocked you know you don't get the the Mm -hmm. seasonal kind of playlist and whatnot i think it's because they, they want you to finish the campaign um and it's like just kind of you know telling yourself like yeah you know you'll 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 get all those seasonal things because you'll be able to do your three strikes and your, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get all that stuff. And it's like, just kind of in, enjoying the campaign and, and taking the time, uh, to, to be able to do it. It's like, I have to keep telling myself not to just like, you know, get pissed off or whatever that I can't do the usual, like, okay, okay, this week I'm going to do this or, you know, mm-hmm. these three things. Um, so, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing like where, you know where this stuff kind of goes as the seasons go on, or where this season, um, yeah, goes. Uh, yeah, like even uh, like no, I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously. But even the, when you finish the campaign, it's like I said, it's like all right, now here's all this stuff. Like it's it oh, there's in. so oh it's okay. Not like, it's not just like it's not like you know all right now go do the season stuff. You're done with with the witch queen part. It's like no, it, it, it's they're telling a much larger story. You know right and and, and I think that. The, they were doing that with the darkness too. It's just yeah. they didn't do as good of a job, right? Uh, and I feel like, man, they're they're fire on all cylinders on this one so far, at least. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I just like got an exotic quest. It seemed almost like a less like a almost more like a presage type of thing. So it'd be interesting to see, like, is that yeah. actually kind of what it what it ends up being? Um, it is. It's. Uh, I haven't done it. Um, but like I saw a guide for it because I was like, I got it. And I was like, well, what is this? And I looked and it was like, first of all, it's a 1550 activity. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not doing that anytime soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that's the type of thing. It's like I'm looking forward to, to doing stuff like that is, mm-hmm. you know, not not just, you know, I mean, it's like as the seasons go on, I mean, you do kind of go, all right, well, we're getting together. What do you want to do? Well, we got, I got, I, I got to do strikes or we can do this or we can do that. You know, to kind of have like new stuff to kind of do together is, is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So, um, yeah, so it'll be, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, kind of making my way through slowly. Cause essentially what I do is like most nights, you know, kind of from seven to eight, I play destiny and that when I'm watching TV, uh, I'll play like I'll stream Horizon to my my laptop. Usually mm. because that's more I find that is 
more um, uh, reliable than the remote play on the Xbox. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because whatever servers they route through for the Xbox were getting ha- have been getting hammered with people playing Destiny. They had like a million, you know, pre-orders or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and also like if it starts stuttering on the X on on um, the the PlayStation remote play, it really only affects me. Whereas mm-hmm. if I'm in a strike with other people or doing something with other people and then my connection keeps dropping and I have to keep trying to reconnect to the Xbox, then you know that could be affecting the uh, the fire team or whatever. So. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I've been I've been spending my time, and and it's working well. Although I do find myself going, well, I really want to be able to play this, and but I also really want to be able to play this. So it's like I need to <laughs> split myself and devote, you know, time to both things at the same time. Well, um, I tell you, I'm not going back to Far Cry anytime soon. It, you know, not only because there's new destiny but jesus i was already struggling with that game so yeah that was when i played it which was like there was nothing else available that's gonna have to be the case and and that's that's basically yeah i mean it was like okay you know i'll just clear this outpost do this mission there's a lot of stuff i did not do like you know there's there were um other um like animal companions, I don't think I went and got. Mm. There was, there's a lot of shit that I <laughs> I didn't do. Um, I mean, I think I I covered most of the main map things, but I think there were some like hidden missions and shit. And I just was like, I don't care. Like I just yeah. don't care. That's my um, thing. It's I just don't give a shit about anything going on. <laughs> you know, and then and then I finished that, and and because you know for the, this holiday season there really wasn't a lot. You know the typical games that I play. Like there was no new Assassin's Creed, so. Right. Uh, but it's like, and then when I, it's just like I played Cyberpunk, and I was like, it was fine. It was fine because it was there to f- to fulfill a purpose, which mm-hmm. is to give me something to do. Um, as soon as I was done with it, and finished all the endings that I could do, I promptly deleted it and took the disc out. And when they released just last week or week and a half ago whatever it was that they released the big patch with the ray tracing and they redid mm. all this shit i was like i'm glad i i i hope it's the game is getting to be the game they promised it would be so that the right. people who bought into that promise can get the game that they want i have zero desire to play it again to see mm. how it's changed mm. um you know, it, it served a purpose, and and that was it. Gave me something to do while I waited for things I was more interested in to come out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is why right. it's so frustrating that you know, there's a game I've been waiting for a while to come out, drops four days before before yeah. the other game. I was also waiting a long time <laughs> right. to come out, but uh, you know, and then March is you know got some kind of decent things in it too, so. Uh, you know, I'm just glad. Not that I have a high hopes for the new Saints Row. The new Saints Row honestly looks like a, the the a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre redo of Saints Row. You know, where it's just like <laughs> you kind of look yeah. at the characters and you're like, ugh, okay. You know, but am I gonna be able to like fucking drop an atomic elbow on somebody in the middle of the street, like, or hit somebody with a giant four foot dildo lightsaber? Like, come on, you know, like. Okay. <laughs> Um, the important stuff here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least like they they shifted that. I think they probably 
one needed more time, but was just like Horizon, Destiny, Elden Ring. Nobody's gonna fucking play our no, game. God, like, no, no one's <laughs> gonna play our game if we drop right. it at the same time. Um. So, and I wish I could get into the the, you know, I, it's like when you read people are like, you know, Elden Ring is their most successful game yet, but it's also people spending two hours on a boss and i'm yep. like no I, it's it's more about the because i'll try them at least like i tried bloodborne because that one is more my bag aesthetically yeah uh, than the dark Souls stuff with all those dragons and all that shit i don't give a fuck about yeah and sekiro was that way i got sekiro it's like man i love yeah and yeah. i thought man if this is new tenchu i'm all in and i just i don't i don't know if because, I mean, I could play Tenchu, though. Like, I know I was younger, but damn. It's like, I don't know if I just am not giving myself the time to get good at these games. But, like, when I have other things I'd rather do than, than spend... Like, I played eight hours of Bloodborne and made one hour of progress in the game. And I that's just, what I don't it have is. time for that shit. That's like, what I'm it is. I'm not interested in banging my fucking dick against the wall like that. I'd rather play destiny and actually get something done and enjoy myself and that's what it is like even with with horizon like i had it on normal and they have you know an, a, a huge number of dif- difficulty options you 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 can do custom or you can where you can change all sorts of different things so if you're like well you know whatever how much damage you do how much damage enemies do all that shit so you can you know it doesn't have to just be kind of the stock uh, mm-hmm. difficulties that, that they they kind of throw in there. Um, but um, I ended up kind of putting it on easy because I like the way I play open world games. I like to kind of explore the way that I want to explore and mm-hmm. I kept getting my shit pushed in because I was being stubborn about okay, I'm, you know, I'm kind of coming up against you know this uh, this enemy or that enemy, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to lower the difficulty a bit and kind of see how it goes. And it's been, I mean, I still have to eat a ton of healing as I'm like, you know, murdering yeah. monsters, but I, it's more in line with kind of what, how I want to play. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm never going to, I'll want some challenge. Like, I don't want it yeah. to be like, you know, some games have like, I guess story, cinematic story mode, or story mode, mode yeah. whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm not going to just keep doing one hour's worth of a game and dying to a boss and having to start the fuck over. Yes. Like I just, I'm just not doing that. Right. Yeah, and that's 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 how I am too. I was like, I'm not. I've heard, you know, that, you know, even kind of story mode or whatever for Horizon is is still pretty good. But I still want there. Like, I, I want the fights to have stakes. Exactly. I, I just don't want it to be, like you said, that I am just losing. I'm not getting anywhere. Right. Um, because to me, that's that's just not, you know, I especially, I, I play these games, you know, in large part for the stories. So if mm. I can't make any progress on those stories, then, you know, what what am I even doing? Yep, um, exactly. So... But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, finishing um, Witch Queen and see, you know, kind of seeing where that, 
where that goes and, and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, the next time we have a show, I'll be able to, to talk more about it because, you know, I'll be at that point I will have, I will have finished it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Whereas now I'm still kind of, uh, dicking about, so to speak. And, um, not really kind of, kind of rushing through it. Um, so, but, uh, yeah. Wow. That's cool. It's good to know there's like end game stuff because, yeah. uh, you know, beyond light, I feel like the end game was like, Oh, you can hunt the same things you've been keep hunting. doing the hunts. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. this is actually, there's actually like story beats that keep going. So that's cool. Like, oh. you know, like I, I'm not spoiling anything, but like, you know, like they showed, in the trailers and stuff like the mystery board and all that shit. Yeah. 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 That's still going on. <laughs> so yeah, it makes sense because I mean like you, you do the first thing pretty early on and then, you know, it's like, Oh, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get, uh, more, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, clues, as mm-hmm. you progress through the campaign, and I'm looking at this board and going, I've gotten pretty far in the campaign. Like, when the fuck are you gonna, <laughs> you know, right, right, like, help your brother out? Like, give me a fucking, <laughs> yeah, like, give me a hint about something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like, I mean, how many fucking missions do I need to do before you're like, <laughs> you know, we but, should write that down and put it on the board. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Some of this stuff seems important. I kind of feel like maybe we want right. to find out more about this, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. okay. So that that's good to know because I, I really was like, okay. All right. I guess it's just going to take longer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help. I really do. You should <laughs> let me. You know, like... <laughs> Like we'll tell you when you're ready. It's like I'm ready, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, and I don't know about you. I am, you know, planning it despite it being 19 hours long, and uh, I'm I'm planning on going to see the Batman. Hell yes. Um, I have that Friday. The Friday it opens. I have that Friday off because uh, I my wife and I take every Friday in March off. Um, oh. Uh, she, her, her, uh, her, um, what do you call it? Uh, vacation works where she loses it at the end of the fiscal year. So she has to burn all her vacation by, um, April 1st. So she ends up mm. like, she doesn't kind of use it all by the end of December cause she's got to keep it in case, you know, for whatever. So she usually ends up having, we did this last year. And it worked out great. So she ended up having enough to where we could take every Friday in March off. And it is fan-fucking-tastic. So uh, mm-hmm. with with the Batman opening, you know, on first Friday in March, I was like, well, fuck, oh, yeah. because it's so fucking long, three hours long. So I can go see it Thursday night. And I don't have to worry about getting up super early. Or if I do get up to help my daughter get off to school, I can sit around playing Destiny or whatever go back to bed or something. I don't have to fucking be up at the ass end of dawn, ass crack of dawn to then start working. So, um, yeah. So looking forward to it, you know, we'll see how it goes. Three hours still feels like a really long time, but, um, we'll see. So we'll definitely have that to talk about. And then, uh, I'm trying to, I can't think if there's anything else off the top of my head that I know is coming out, but, um, that's, that's definitely the big one. (laughs) 
yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. And, uh, you know, apologize for all the Destiny talk that's bound to happen oh, over the next... You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, next next few shows, it's going to be a bunch. I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah. So it's been episode 142 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, we thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night. And have a good evening.